Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And this week's going to suck. We're going to be talking about some very heavy stuff. So if you're one of those people who needs a trigger warning, this is it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Because while we want to talk about, you know, the the good stuff that happened in wrestling, there's also something that has come out, you know, uh, that's far from good. And, And I think it's something that... A lot of us kind of knew we about, knew, but, but we didn't we know didn't, how bad it well, was. We knew, we didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, this week we are drinking Malibu and pineapple. It has been hot yes. this week, and I wanted something cool and refreshing, and so some Malibu and pineapple, essentially making our uh, a pina colada type drink yeah, works for me. I love them. Yeah. Say what you will about that. Very dangerous, but, you know, hey. (laughs) All right. Let's. Jason, how was your week? Because before we get into anything, how was your week? My week week was great. I was on vacation. Uh, My birthday was last Saturday. So I just took the week off, hung around the house, did some yard work, did some cleaning. Um, Just all in all, relaxed. And it was very nice. I didn't even pick up my work phone. Good. So, which is weird for me, but very good. Very good. Uh, what about you, Michael? It was a good week. It was a hot week, a humid week, but it was a good week. Yeah. So, all right. Let's, let's dive into the results. Say, let's go ahead and hit the results. And, and then, then we, we probably won't talk probably much won't about talk the show. Much about the shows. Um, all right. So, Monday Night Raw, we uh, have an opening segment where. We get Orton and Big E and Bobby Lashley out there. They talk some, and then we go away. We get uh, Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair, where, um, let's see, I think Charlotte gets a win. Yeah, Charlotte got the win there, and then Alexa Bliss came out and challenges Charlotte to a match. Yep. Uh, we have the Viking Raiders and Drew McIntyre versus Veer, Shanky, and Jinder Mahal. My, how the mighty have fallen. Um, and McIntyre gets the win. We have Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title, which I guess that was in reaction to everybody screaming at them for Jeff Hardy being involved in the 24-7 title segment. Yep. Uh Priest gets a win. Sheamus attacks Priest afterwards because we're not tired of that feud yet. Right. Nikki A.S.H. versus Tamina and Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Um, so this one I think had a uh, had a botch in this match. I think it did. Yeah. So Nikki beat Tamina. And Ripley beat Natalia. Yeah, I think the botch there, because I remember listening to this and hearing the announcer shout, you know, and your winner, Tamina. And then, like, everybody's looking around. Nikki was looking around. Tamina was looking around. Yeah. Uh, 
Nah. Which goes to show that the announcer, at least on Monday Night Raw, and I don't remember his name mm-hmm. um, because I haven't remembered an announcer's name since Lillian Garcia. Uh, but he wasn't paying attention. He knows what the script is, and yeah. he can read off the script, but he's not actually watching the matches. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Tamina was supposed to get the win. The ref botched the finish, and Nikki gets the win there. Uh, we have the New Day and Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Mace, T-Bar, Homos, and AJ Styles. Of course, the heels get the win here. We have Dewdrop versus Eva Marie, where um, Dewdrop destroys Eva. It wouldn't even match. Yeah, you know. Then we have Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley gets the win. But he's injured. Yep. Um, out then, comes Big E. Do you want to go big? Then say that. Out comes Big E. Bobby Lashley's selling a leg injury. He's limping around. Big E cashes in, and we go to commercial. So I thought this was really good, too. And, and you know what? No, but we'll talk about yeah. this after. We, we, this yeah. is one of those things this we will talk, things about. I talk about. But. Come back from commercial. We have the match. The very good match as far as keeping Bobby strong. As far as a cash-in match, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. Keeping Bobby strong. Big E looks strong. And your new WWE heavyweight champion, Big E Langston. Well, he doesn't have his last name, but I'm going to give the man the respect he deserves. And I'm going to let him have his last name. Big E Langston is your WWE champion. And wrestling Twitter went nuts. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody from all <laughs> the the promotions were congratulating him. All right, so let's move over to Tuesday night, and we'll, we'll come back to Big E and, and his, uh, his win there. But move over to Tuesday night where the 90s threw up all over NXT. Well, well we didn't have NXT this week. Um, it was preempted by Ricky Lake and her talk show. Yeah, yeah. The new color scheme. We'll, we'll talk more about that. The whole thing. Yeah, we, we, we're we going to talk yeah. more about that. We start off, and this I thought was weird. We we start off with L.A. Knight mm-hmm. versus Braun Breaker, which is the son of Rick Steiner. Yeah. L.A. Knight loses. Now, mm-hmm. why did I think that this was weird? Because L.A. Knight is also in the main event, which yep. is a fatal four-way for Samoa Joe's Vacated, vacated title. title, and we'll have to talk about that because that came out after we got went off the air yeah. last week. LA Knight lo- loses to Braun Breaker. He loses. He's in the main event for the title. And loses to and this... He loses. This nobody. This this debuting person. It, we'll get there. Yeah, it, I don't... We have uh, Imperium versus Brooks Jensen and Joss Briggs. So more people we don't know. Uh, of course, Imperium gets a win here. Uh, we have B-Fab versus Katrina Cortez. Uh, and that's that's interesting. You, you got to love uh, Bleacher Report. So they have the title B-Fab versus Katrina Cortez. The result, B-Fab defeats Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> B-Fab did get the win there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, BFAB won. BFAB won. Uh, we have um, Carmelo Hayes um, versus, um, what is it, um, Trick Williams. I think this was just a, like a fight segment. Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't even a match. match. Uh, Carmelo um, Hayes had a promo. Yeah. We have um, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, and Saray versus uh, Gijo Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose. And JC Jane is the most 90s porn name I've it? ever read. And I've read actual 90s porn stars' names. <laughs> yep. Uh, the heels get the win here. Uh, and Mandy Rose debuts a new look. So. She's got, she's much better than her old look, if you ask me. But I think so too. It, it looks more natural. Yeah. She, she's. Her, I don't know if it's her natural hair color or if she's just dyed it, but it's an auburn color. Yeah. You know, a, a, a brown. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. She always looks, looks gorgeous. Like, looks but, a lot better on her. But she definitely looks more naturally gorgeous and not the, the platinum gorgeous yeah. that she has been. Uh, we get Ridge Holland versus Drake Maverick because yeah. Um, I'm not even going to tell you who won that one. If you can't figure that out. <laughs> uh, we have the Creed Brothers, which we saw debut last week, versus local competitors A and D. Of course, the Creed Brothers get the win there. And then we have our NXT Championship match. Now, the NXT Championship match, Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, LA Knight, and Kyle O'Reilly. No. Except... <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly was attacked backstage before the match. So a debuting Vaughn Wagner gets to go out and have this match. Your winner and new NXT champion, Goldie came home, folks, Tommaso Ciampa. Yep. So that... Was NXT. Now I'm going to take a few breaths. Yeah, and I'm going to let you talk yeah, you about. There. So, <laughs> so we move over to Dynamite on Wednesday, where we kick off with Adam Cole versus Frankie Kazarian for Adam Cole's in-ring debut. Uh, Cole wins. We have MJF comes out, cuts a promo. Brian Pillman interrupts him. They have a thing. Um, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel versus FTR, which. You know, Dante Martin has a tag team partner, and uh, Matt Seidel has a tag team partner, but sure. Um, Both their tag team partners are their legitimate brothers. Exactly. So we had them. FTR wins. Cody Rhodes comes back after Malachi Black starts to cut a promo, then gives Rosario Dawson, yes, you heard me right, Rosario Dawson, the evil eye... And then she attacks him, and then Cody comes out and attacks Malachi, and then they fight through the stands. Sure. Um, we have Dan Lambert, uh, our, our official old man yells at clouds uh, promo, where Chris Jericho and Jake Haber, Hager come out and interrupt that. Um, Jade Cargill versus Layla Hirsch. Where Jade Cargill beats Layla Hirsch. Well, of course she does. She's legitimately twice the size of Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Just about, yeah. She's a foot taller. Um, then at the end of this, Team Taz comes out and attacks CM Punk, who's been on commentary the whole night. 
Uh, we got Darby Allen versus Sean Spears, where Darby Allen wins. Then after the match, FTR and Tully. Well, Tully's already out there, but FTR comes out and uh, they beat up Darby and then they beat up Sting. Um, Brian Danielson challenges Kenny Omega to a match for the title, which Don Callis originally says, no, we're not going to do that. And Daniel Bryan tells him to shut up, you piece of shit, twice. Uh, and then Kenny finally accepts. Then I, I need somebody, anybody, to attack Don Callis. Like, yeah, I'd love that. He keeps getting out and not being involved in the fights. I need Don Callis to take something. Have him take a bump like uh, uh, if Heyman Paul took. Heyman exactly. can take essentially a Samoa drop yeah. from Brock Lesnar, which I'm sure Brock laid him down Pretty gentle, softly because yeah. he's Brock Lesnar and he can do that. Don Callis can take can a take super a kick or something. Yeah. Just I need, I need some comeuppance for the man. Yep. Anything. Then we have your main event of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0. That silence there is me trying to figure out how Ever-Rise is in the main event of anything. Um, I mean, you got to give props to the guys. They got fired from Raw, or not Raw, they got fired from NXT. Yep. The next week, they showed up in AEW, and they've been on TV every single week since. Yep. Now, they always get beat because that's their job. But you got to give props to the guys. Like, they've managed to take from nothing to they're on TV every week. Yeah, which Moxley and Kingston win. And then after the match, uh, as Wild Thing is playing, it gets cut off, like, mid-word. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is it? Hameno Kamaze or something Suzuki. like that. Suzuki. Well, right. It's Suzuki's song, though. Oh, I, I don't know the song title. Suzuki's song starts playing, and him and Lance Archer, you know, the reformed Suzuki gun, come out. And they attack uh, Archer and King. I mean, they attack Moxley and Kingston. Well, um, Suzuki walks out from the yeah, and from the, the and entrance Archer ring. Comes in Archer from comes in from behind Kingston. and starts attacking Kingston, yeah. which I liked that. I did too. I, I liked that um, they didn't just ignore that Kingston was there. Yep. They didn't ignore the tie that Archer has to Suzuki. I mean, he's part of, he was, and, they were Suzuki gun. You know, so they're, they're tying into that. Now, I have no idea. Like, I'm, before he came out at um, All Out, mm-hmm. I'd never heard of the man. Minoru Suzuki? Yeah. Not, I mean, uh, maybe maybe I had and just didn't know you, it. You've probably heard of him. He's a legend in New Japan. Yeah, um, and I don't watch we don't, any New Japan. Like, we don't I, really I, watch that. Neither of us do. Um, at most, I'll catch some highlights from time to time. A, yeah. a good friend of mine, Brian, he's a New Japan. He's a New Japan mark. Yeah, like he watches New Japan religiously, and uh, you know, from time to time, if something's cool, he'll send me a text and say, "Hey, go find this on YouTube." And, yeah. you know, we'll watch it. And, oh, dude, that was awesome. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to SmackDown. So, SmackDown, we start off with Roman Reigns coming out. Big E comes out and confronts him. Uh, that leads to a match between the Usos and Big E and Finn Balor, where Balor and Big E get the win. We have Rick Boogs versus Robert Rude. Boogs. Boogs beats Rude, and then we get 
uh, we, we see Apollo Crews and um, Aziz destroy Boogs and Nakazawa. Nakamura. Nakamura. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we see Seth Rollins come out and challenge Edge to a match mm-hmm. after last week. You yeah, know, the same edge who they played, that. That, that say that, you know, they, they took him out because he's part-time and he needed to be written off TV because, okay, I, I fulfilled my obligations. I'm, I'm going to go home. I'll be see you guys soon. Yeah. Is not compelling, I guess. Um, anyways, um, we get Tony, Storv, Tony Storm and Liv Morgan versus Carmella and Zelina Vega. I don't think either of the faces got entrances. I think they came Tony out. Storm was already in the ring, and Liv was coming to the ring. Okay, I think. I but it struck me that Tony Storm, who has one of the best entrances yeah. in professional wrestling, she's been repackaged though. Didn't get to. We'll talk about that in a minute too. Yeah, I I just uh, Morgan and Storm get the win, and then Liv Morgan challenged Carmella to a match at. Um, extreme rules. Yeah, they got the win by count out. Yeah, they got the win by count out because Carmella broke her nose yeah. on the the corner. Mm-hmm. Didn't we see something like that, like just last week or something? Yeah. Um, we have Dominic Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. What was kind of cool here, and the only thing that makes sense, and I don't know because I, I watched this on Hulu. For whatever reason, I cannot seem to get Fox. Whether I have DirecTV, whether I am just watching at home trying to catch it over the air, I cannot watch Fox. So I watched Hulu, or I watched this you, on you Hulu. You want me to tell you why? Didn't you say you're having problems with your HD all coming in? Well, I, I'm at a different place now. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, eh, you no know. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> so... During this match on Hulu, and the only thing I can think that happened... Unless it happened live on air, there was a whole segment where the announcer, the, the commentators weren't commentating. And the only thing I'm thinking is maybe they went to um, picture in picture. Probably. And for whatever reason, Hulu was showing that picture in picture segment. Yeah, there was probably a picture. I don't remember exactly, but there was probably a picture in picture in that one. Of course, Zane gets the win here. Becky Lynch uh, spoils Bianca Belair's homecoming because they were in Knoxville. Bianca Belair is a Knoxvillian, as she said. They did this whole big thing where she went back to her high school and yada, yada, yada. She spent the day with another famous Knoxville wrestler. The big uh, the big red machine. <laughs> the big red machine. I like that. Uh, yeah, he gave her a key to the city. County. County. Because yeah, he's, he's mayor of the county because yeah, Tennessee Knox is county. weird like yeah. that. And then Becky comes out, gets in their face, and then hits her with the pump handle slam. Mm-hmm. I think it was pump handle slam. Yeah. And that's how we close the show out because WWE hates their audience and they cannot let them celebrate their hometown wrestlers. Yep. Go back and watch, and nearly every single time you have a wrestler in their home city, they lose and get humiliated. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then, of course, we immediately go to Rampage. We kick off with the Lucha Brothers versus the Butcher and the Blade for the tag championship. Of course, the Lucha Brothers win. Afterwards, uh, HFO attacks the Lucha Brothers. Then Santana and Ortiz come out. 
to make the save. We have the Bunny versus Anna J, where Anna J wins. Then Penelope Ford attacks Anna. Then Taya Conti comes down to make the save. But then Bunny and Penelope beat them up with the brass knucks. Uh, we had Miro versus Fuego del Sol for the TNT Championship, where if Fuego lost, he lost his car. And then Fuego lost. And Miro took the car keys, put them in Fuego's mouth, and then put him in the game over, at which point Sammy came down, made the save, and you go off the air with Sammy holding up the TNT title, shouting at Miro. I I really, and, and let's just roll into discussing of, of the shows. Yeah. And we'll start with that. I want Sammy to beat Miro. I, I, I would love to see Sammy take the belt off of Miro. I think it's it's time yep. to take the belt off of Miro. I agree. Uh, and Sammy is a great choice, and it can start to elevate Sammy above where he kind of is Jericho's assistant. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's... Not, Rampage really wasn't a whole lot. There really I, wasn't. Uh, I'm thinking this is more what Rampage is probably going to be going forward. Um, you know, the first few episodes of Rampage were like, oh my God. Well, they were huge. They had CM Punk in Chicago. You had Kenny versus, uh, Christian Christian for for the title. TNA title. You You had these just Jesus, you know, type things. Yeah. Um, I think this is more what Rampage is going to be. Kind of that, hey, let's get a really good hot pop match to start it. You know, because SmackDown's probably going to go off the air on some kind of downer note because it almost always does. Let's pop the guys that are just switching over from USA yeah. and then kind of mellow out till 10 o'clock. And, I mean, it's not that it was bad. Although next week it's going to be a two-hour Rampage uh, hmm. special because uh, they're filming it at – Arthur Ashe, the same, I think, is they're doing Dynamite. So, uh, well, and I mean, it's not to say that, that Rampage oh, is no bad. Means. It's not bad. It's it's just, it's kind of a different format for the show than what you think of. I, I really, really, I really like the Mark Henry, let's do the quick picture-in-picture style interview mm-hmm. before the main event with the people in the main event, and then let's take it to the ring, you know, and then yeah, they it, go down. And it, I think Mark needs to work on that a little bit. Cause he's green at it, mm-hmm. but he's going to do like, he's Mark Henry. Let's face it. He's going to do really well. Um, should we talk about, uh, well, did you hear, uh, and I saw this this morning. CM Punk has sold two and a half million dollars worth of merchandise shirts. Yeah. Since he signed with AEW. That is Ridiculous. Now that is sales. That is not profit. Yeah. But you figure, let's say they've spent a hundred thousand dollars in shirts because shirts are relatively cheap. Yep. To make. So let, let you know what? Let's even say they spent five hundred thousand dollars in shirts. That's still two million dollars. That is profit for. AEW, pro wrestling tees, and CM Punk. Yeah. Like, even even if you figure you go ridiculously out of price here and say that 
they're only making 50% profit, which there's no way they're making that little. They're, they're making at least 80% profit, if not yeah. 90% sure. profit. But let's, let's, let's just, even at 50%, that's still a million bucks in what, yeah. three weeks? Yeah, in a month. Yeah. Maybe let's, let's, let's well, bump it out to two months. Call it a month. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's insane. That is insane. And WWE, if they're not questioning why did we let this happen, then somebody well, needs to lose their job. WWE may not be questioning, but Fox sure as heck is. Yeah. Uh, Fox was livid, apparently, at WWE about the fact of why didn't they try harder to get CM Punk. Um, I guarantee you, and, and mark my words... SmackDown will not be on Fox after this contract when is this over. When this contract with. is over, Fox is going to cut. Fox is either going to say, sell us the brand or goodbye. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Fox will either purchase it and make it theirs and tell Vince and crew, uh, thank you. you. Have, thanks have for the night. years. Uh, we wish you well in your future endeavors. Vince McMahon has been future endeavored. That would be right. that would be the best headline ever. But yeah, he's not. Fox is upset, and USA is not happy either, because Fox keeps seeming to get all of the mm-hmm. good stuff. Fox has Brock Lesnar. Fox has Roman Reigns. Yeah, USA was mad about that. Uh, you know, I don't know what Vince is doing. The, the only thing, and, and we talked about this, the only thing I can think of is when Vince Sr. sold to to Vince, he blew he basically blew up the company mm-hmm. and said, you know, I started from the ground with nothing. If you want to make this work, you have to as well. The only thing I can think of is that Vince is doing that same thing, and he's going to sell it to Triple H and Stephanie and be like, yep. You're back to you're back to being little league at this point, so take it away. Which I don't understand that mindset, but okay. <laughs> I don't get what WWE is doing right now. AEW's had a great month. I'm not going to say that they're the most amazing company out there. They've had a great couple of months. And have really managed to capitalize off of a debuting CM Punk and a debuting Brian Danielson. AEW this week was dynamite. was was okay. wasn't anything special. It was okay. We're watching the implosion of the Dark Order. Yep. Which you know we were questioning. Okay, does that mean are they? Blowing up Dark Order to bring in Bray. Well, yeah, the, the, or, or, you know, Wyndham. Yeah, we had a. I went to dinner last night with some friends that are also wrestling fans, and our discussion about that was do you see. Okay, so Dark Order blows up. Wyndham comes in, and it's him, Uno, Stu, maybe 10 I, as a the Dark Order. And you have Silver, Reynolds, well, maybe Colt goes with them over there, and 10 goes with with Silver, Reynolds, uh, and 5. And then they join up with a returning Hangman. And then you have the Hangman faction versus the 
The Wyndham Rotunda faction. I'd actually, what I'd like to see is Wyndham come in and just destroy the Dark Order. And he'd be like, he set you up. He set you guys up for success. And you have become a joke. Yeah. And and just, you know, being a, a refer back to, to Huber, to Brody. Yeah. But, like, Bray. I'm just going to use Bray because it's yeah. easier. Bray destroying Dark Order because he's pissed off at what they have done to the legacy of Brody. That, that would be all right, too. That uh, that could be a fun storyline, too. And it could reform Dark Order into something stronger than what it is now and more serious because they, they were so successful with the comedy bits on being the elite and on yeah. Dynamite that they've become a joke. Mm-hmm. They didn't transition past that. Well, they're a comedy and, act and they're, they're a comedy jobber act. They, yeah. They consistently lose. They're remaining, remaining relevant because they're funny. Yeah. At some point that funny is going to wear out and they're going to be jobbers if they don't do something with. Yeah. Them. And you know, silver's got the it factor. I'm not saying he could be W or uh, be AEW champion because I, I don't think, think he could. could. He could be TNT champion. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, Dark Order needs a strong storyline. They need a strong opponent. Yeah. And Anna J bringing in Bray mm-hmm. because Anna J is just fed up and she's like the most Dark Order of the Dark Order right now. I, there's an interesting story to tell there. There could be, yeah. You know, sure. and I'm we don't know if if Wyndham has signed with. Well, he can't until October anyway. Yeah, and we don't know where he's going to go. I know Impact really wants him. Yeah, and I'm sure that Tony Khan wants him because mm-hmm. he'd be dumb not to. I don't know where you go with him after he debuts because they've AEW stacked. But then you run into the same problems over an impact because they have a very strong roster too. They don't have some of the names, but they've got a strong roster that they've built up that are their own. Right. So, um, but overall that was kind of all that was AEW related. There, there wasn't a whole yeah, lot this week. We, we talked about, uh, we're going to see the only other thing I could say is we're going to see Daniel Bryan versus Kenny for the title at Arthur Ashe stadium on free TV which that should be a pay-per-view match. It should be, but I also like him giving away for free. I and mean, here, here's yeah, why. Here's why, because that's going to bring eyes. Brian Danielson losing to Kenny Omega mm-hmm. is going to put eyes on Dynamite. The only way that works to me is Brian Danielson losing to Kenny Omega only works if Hangman is coming back. Uh, like within the next couple of weeks coming back. Which should uh, well, be about know, right. We know Hangman's coming back, but if he doesn't show up either at the end of the Arthur, Arthur Ashe show or the following Dynamite, and they set you know that match and it's going to be at a pay, the pay-per-view they do in, like say, December or something. If that doesn't happen then that's a wasted potential. 
Oh, absolutely. And and I hope that that's the route they're going because I want to see Hangman take the title off of I have a feeling Omega. the way we're going to see the ending of that match, which I kind of hope they don't do, but I'm pretty sure they will. The elite interference? You're going to see an elite interference of some sort that's going to cost Daniel Bryan the match. And then Daniel Bryan's going to run him down, you know, as a, you know, I knew you weren't the best bout machine. You were a, you know, you were a cheat. You were a loser. What coward. happened to you? You're a coward. Yeah. Um, and then that leads to Hangman. Well, because I, I don't ju- think you have Daniel Bryan. You, Daniel Bryan can't lose his first match clean. Yeah. But. I I think I, I agree with you. He can't lose his first match. His first match clean. Which is why they're going to have him lose to Kenny when they can have the rest of the elite interfere and it can yeah. break down into a brawl. But with that being said. If you're telling me Brian Daniel, you know, Daniel Bryan, um, yeah. for for the WWE fans out right. there, Daniel Bryan's in this other company, and he's wrestling for the, well, I'm going to turn yeah. over to see Daniel Bryan. And, watch it. and I think that that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get eyes on their product, and having Daniel Bryan's debut match be for the title against Kenny Omega, which even WWE guys who may not, watch Dynamite know the Kenny Omega name. Some of them do. Most of them. I would say most of them do. They are going to tune in. Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega are going to tear the house down before the finish. Mm-hmm. And suddenly these guys, are, that's what Dynamite's about? Could very well be. I think that that's what they're going for here. I hope so. I'm not saying it's going to work. It. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I think that's what they're going for. So let's let's turn to the world of WWE for a minute. Let, let's start with NXT, uh, the rebrand. So first thing I want to talk about here, the set. NXT went from this underground indie looking show with you know a dark set. It was the blacks, the golds, you know all that kind of stuff. It was intimate. Yeah, it was, it was intimate. Intimate. Now it looks like a high school gym. Because it's super bright lights. We've been to DCW shows. Yeah. It looks like one of those. Yeah. It, With more people. That's in, a, that's in a gymnasium. The bright lights are super bright. There's bright colors everywhere. You can see the four rows of people because that's all there is. Um, I hate the set. I, I do too. I, I, I hate I, I hate it. Then... You have, okay, our very first match is Braun Breaker. So my first question is, who? Dear God, at the WWE naming conventions, this is Rick Steiner's kid. And they were told, the announcers, everybody, that they were forbidden to refer to Rick Steiner. Yeah. So now one, one of them, them one said of, dog yeah. face gremlin. He's yeah. got that dog face gremlin look. They were forbidden from saying the Steiner name. Yeah. So he wrestled before here, before his debut, even in NXT when you know the the Rex pre- Steiner I as think. Rex Steiner. Yeah. Okay. That works. But WWE wants to own the wrestlers' names. They're going yeah. back to that, oh, I gotta own everything. How dare you make a name for yourself somewhere? You're, so you're only something because we said you're something. 
They go with Braun Breaker. With two Ks. B-R-E-K-K-E-R. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um. So, we... It's one of those, like, good job, Tommaso Ciampa, for winning the belt. I'm glad they did that. The rest of NXT was... I well, did not care. There was one thing I didn't mention that happened on NXT. There was the wedding. There yeah, was the, the, the wedding. The wedding of Index. And it which that was, was amazing. Amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> the Dexter the, Loomis got to say two words. He got to say I do. The the, <laughs> the priest gets up there. If anybody has a problem with this, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace. Almost everybody in the crowd raises their hand. Like, not the crowd, but the, the wedding guests raise their hand. Mm-hmm. Dexter turns, looks at them, opens up his jacket where he has an axe hanging <laughs> in there. And every single one of them dropped their hands down. Johnny Gargano was mic'd for this. It was making comments throughout the whole thing. It was, it was great. Something happened with the priest. I don't remember what. Uh, he said he was out. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't, no, no, no. no. Uh, it was when he asked Dexter for his vows, and Dexter just gave a thumbs up. Oh, and, then, and yeah. the priest says, you've got to do better than that. And, and, and Dexter, Dexter put him in the him silence and choked him out. Which brought up Beth Phoenix, who said that she got ordained the night before. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Internet. And, and she finished the, she the, finished the wedding. It. it was good. I enjoyed it. From beginning to end, that segment but you know was what? amazing. And it is the best wedding segment of the modern era. But I have a problem with it. Okay. And it has nothing to do with the segment itself. The segment itself was great. I laughed. I thought it was good. It was on NXT. Yeah. That is a raw segment. That's a SmackDown segment. Yeah. NXT is supposed to be the, you go here to watch wrestling. No, it's not. That's what it was. This That's what it was. This, this is, is what we're new... going to see from 2.0. Yeah. We're going to see Raw and SmackDown antics with nobodies. Yeah. And I say nobodies. I don't mean that in the term that they're nobodies. I mean that in the term that we don't know who they are. Yeah. There is a difference. I'm not for it. I did not. I, I'll continue to watch probably just because as long as Tommaso Ciampa is the champion in there. They've got a few more but. weeks. This this one, this episode bought my continued viewership mm-hmm. for another week. Yeah. Hopefully, Vince gets bored. I hope so. And gives it back up to gives somebody. it back up, and that Paul, uh, when he comes back, Triple H, when he comes back from his, his recovery, which is another thing, NXT stars were told not to talk business with Triple H, yeah, while he's recovering, which is smart. That's fair. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree with that call, but hopefully Vince gets bored after a month, and hands it back over to Triple H. And Triple H begins to turn it into something new. We cannot go back to the black and gold brand. No. But maybe he can do something. Something with it. We also have, uh, you know, we also got the, you know, we talked about Tommaso being the new champ because Joe had to relinquish. Uh, Joe relinquished saying that, uh, you know, he was hurt. Medical wouldn't qu- Medical clear. Medical wouldn't clear him. Um, 
personally, I think that's part work and part shoot. Like, I think, I think there's, you know, Joe's had a history of injuries. I think maybe there is something there as far as the, uh, you know, maybe he does need a little more time off type thing. I, I think something has I happened. I also think it's part of, look, we brought you in just to basically take the belt off a of cross as a credible somebody. Um, so that we can move cross up to the main roster and ruin him. Um, but we don't want you in the ring. Then why don't you have Champa beat him? Why don't you have, um, so, and uh, the reason for that, I think is they keep Joe as that in case of emergency break, break glass <laughs> for Samoa Joe. I, um, I think Joe's actually injured. I, 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 I see what you're saying. And I, I went mm-hmm. through that same thought process. But from what I've gathered, reading the different dirt sheets, and, and take that for what you will, because it is the dirt sheets, mm-hmm. I think Joe is actually injured. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's more complications from his concussions or if he threw his back out lifting weights or, or what. Right. I think he's actually injured, because otherwise I think they have him drop the title to somebody if that's the way they want to do it. And you can have a hell of a match between Tommaso Ciampa and Samoa Joe. You know, oh, for sure, for sure, and that's a match I really want to see before Joe's officially done. Yep, I really want to see that match. Um, but with that being said, that, that's really all I want to talk about in, for NXT. NXT. There's not a whole lot to it. NXT just, and it's mainly because we don't know who these people are. I well, I felt just disappointed watching, yeah. and it has nothing to do with the performances of the people in the ring. It has everything to do with the look and feel of the show. Yeah. Um. Big E won. Big, Big e, e. Big E announced on Twitter on Sunday before that you know he would be cashing in. He talked about it all day that he was going to be cashing in. He fully intended to cash in, and he did, and he won. Uh, I loved it. Awesome. I am. I am one hundred percent for it. Um, I loved how Bobby sold. He got he got injured, quote unquote, injured by. Uh, Randy. E comes running down. E hands in the briefcase. The referee tells it. The referee goes over to Bobby, and Bobby's like, I can't wrestle. I'm hurt. And the referee goes, doesn't matter. He turned in his contract. You've got to. Yeah. And Bobby's like, that's not right. That You know, like, I, I love Bobby, Bobby arguing with the ref about, dude, this isn't fair at all. And realistically, it's not. Um, but the ref being like, dude, that, there's nothing I can do. You know, he turned yeah. in his money in the bank. And then Bobby's jawing off at Big E, and Big E walks over and slaps, slaps the, the hell out of him. Out of him. And I haven't seen this I shot yet, but I know it's shot. out there. Bobby turns and looks and at Big E and literally says, what the F? <laughs> the sweat and spit that came out of Bobby's mouth when Big E slapped him. Mm-hmm. I know that that shot is out there somewhere, and I haven't seen it yet. But that was amazing, and the way that the light, it hit all the lights and everything. Yeah, it was. And then Bobby, like, he, he like He, like, bulked up at that, you know, he bowed up at that point. They ring the bell. He tells him to ring the bell. He attacks Biggie. Yeah. He tells him to ring the bell. 
Bobby actually controls Big E a, for a decent, yeah. you know, I guess this, this was, was a three-minute match. It was a very quick match. But um, it told the story that you needed to tell. Yeah. This was not your standard heel cash-in where, you know, they're laying dead on the mat. Heel comes down, cashes in, hits their finisher, one, two, three, they're done. Mm-hmm. This was, you know. Big E had to work for it. Yeah. And we're going to get a great match out of Big E and, Randy, and Bobby Lashley. And Randy wrote uh, MVP off of TV uh, because Randy gave MVP a RKO. RKO so, outside. Yeah, so which, he's not going to be on TV for a while. Yeah, and, and MVP, mm-hmm. they they gave him a kayfabe broken rib or something. or Maybe mm-hmm. he actually broke his rib. I don't know. They gave but, him a kayfabe broken rib, and his response was, uh, well, since I'm out with this rib injury, I guess I'll get my knee looked at with the shrugging yeah. emoji at the end of it. So, I don't know. You know, I'm sure it's kayfabe broken rib, and he just needed to get his knee fixed because he's needed to get his knee fixed for a while now. Mm-hmm. But he just also started wrestling again, so I don't know. Maybe it just stop. You know, won't stop screwing up on him, so he's going to get it fixed. Yep. I love that Big E's the champion. I love that. New Day is back together. The three of them celebrating in the ring afterwards mm-hmm. was amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, those guys have become so close over the years as New Day. I'm afraid that WWE is going to turn them on each other, mm-hmm. and I never want that to happen. I don't either. I, I never want to uh, see that. Like, if that happens, I think I turn the TV off. I, I just I don't I don't want to see it. I all right. Anything else, Raw or SmackDown? Because SmackDown was just it, it was it happened. I don't nothing yeah, really, really stood wasn't out to anything me. Anything stand out on SmackDown? So let's talk about what else happened in the world of wrestling. All right, and guys, this is where that trigger warning from the beginning of the show comes yep. in. Dark Side of the Ring came back this week with a new season. Well, it's the it's the end of the third season. Okay, because this was episode eight. Oh, whatever. Dark Side of the Ring came back with new episodes, and the first episode of them coming back was the plane ride from hell. Mm-hmm. Before this episode, Jason, what did you know about plane ride from hell? So before this episode, I knew the plane ride from hell was the WWE had gone on a European tour, and there was a problem with the plane leaving England and they were delayed for like seven hours and basically flew back to America, landed in the airport and drove to the arena to start raw. Um, there were some rumors that had come out about what had happened about being drunk about, you know, stuff like that. But I had heard it as basically a, you know, Wrestlers in an enclosed space with a drunk. Well, you, and you knew and there was a go. you knew there was a fight. I knew there was a fight, um, but that was it. Yeah, that, that was and all we knew. So, the reason the plane couldn't take off was weather. Yeah, we find that out. Everybody got drunk. They went through three carts. Yeah. of full size liquor bottles. Yeah. We see the fight. They they talk about the fight between Brock and Kurt Henning. Mm-hmm. Where they ran into the emergency door 
which is what finally stopped it because they were terrified they were going to yeah. knock go through the door. Yeah, everybody else was terrified, uh, not realizing physics, but yeah. I don't Here, expect I don't expect wrestlers to understand physics. Yeah. Um you ha- then you hear about that. They touch on X-Pac mm-hmm. cutting Michael Hayes' ponytail off. Um which I'm like don't don't was, be don't be a jerk and cut somebody else's yeah. hair, but at the same time, okay. Which started because Michael Hayes got roofied, basically. Yeah, they talk about that. Um, and he gets up and punches JBL, who had been busted open, so it busted open his stitches. JBL slaps him unconscious, and that's where X Pac cuts his ponytail off. Um, Dustin Rhodes got the overhead mic. And proceeded to sing sad love songs for a while. Um, they were talking a lot about uh, roofing each other and the fact that ah, we just always do that. Uh, Ric Flair, and this is where it gets bad. So Ric Flair, apparently, to pop the boys, would wear his robe with no clothes on underneath and helicopter his dick around, right? So okay, that's that's fine. In the in the that, locker room, uh, that whatever. Yeah, he's doing this on a plane full of people that are not just wrestlers, but the staff and and a female flight attendant. Yeah, which he then proceeds to pin that female flight attendant. I have to add allegedly here, but we know that this happened. Yeah, um, against a wall in the kitchen area, the galley, and then forces her hand to his junk. Rick denies it. RVD says, nah, that, that happened. RVD was odd in this episode. So, to me, RVD, it sounded like RVD wanted to say more. And he didn't because he didn't want, A, any of the blowback that would cause for, well, why didn't you say something then? Yeah. Or, B, why are you not being with your boys, right? Like, yeah. like RVD didn't, RVD was so, as diplomatic as he possibly could here. RVD talked about, and I don't know that I really knew this, but it doesn't surprise me. RVD talked about how it was a common occurrence back in the day, especially in the ECW crowd. Mm-hmm for the boys to drug women yeah. and have their way with them. Yeah. In fact, he talked, well, he talks about seeing, uh, Shawn Michaels and, uh, Marty Jannetty. Well, it, no, that wasn't, that, that was, wasn't RVD. Who was that? That was, uh, Brutus. Brutus. Yeah. Beefcake. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Uh, talked about that and that being a common thing for Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yep. And, So, this woman is sexually assaulted by Ric Flair. Then she gets sexually assaulted by, or then she gets assaulted by uh, Scott Hall. Now, Scott Hall says that he was roofied. Scott Hall claims no knowledge and no no memories of the event that he was roofied. Which, which it, checks out because Justin Credible talks about they thought he was dead. Yeah, and they carried him, like, they put him in a wheelchair to push With him sunglasses off the and a hat on, and yeah. uh, they ask, uh, was he okay? And they were just like, yeah, he just had a little too much to drink. He's fine. And they weren't sure if he was alive, you know. Um, yeah. This was when Scott Hall was deep into his substance problems. 
Um, this episode, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Yeah, it was it was bad. Um, um, I don't even know how to talk about it. So because everything that came out of this episode was horrifying. So one of the problems that I have, and I don't think enough people are talking about it, is how Mike Kyoto reacted. Mike Kyoto was laughing about this the whole time he's talking about it. Yeah. Um, Mike Kyoto doesn't have a job. He, he's not a rest. He's not a referee right now. Uh, he's retired. He's not a, a spokesman for anything. He should have gotten a lot more blowback as well. However, Ric Flair, after all this came out, Car Shield dropped him. Well, last uh, I heard, they they've just paused their paused it. Uh, but it but it, they, they, they it's, it's it. on the way to being dropped. It's yeah. one of those like we we have to do our due diligence. We can't just let you go. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, from we gotta we gotta we gotta figure out what's going on. We have to figure out what's going on. We have to give people. In this you country, are, you, are you are innocent, innocent until proven, proven guilty. guilty, and we have to allow for an investigation. Yeah, which, of now, course, we also we take need all the investigation stuff, add that to the fact that everybody has said, yeah, yeah that's how Rick Flair, like, Flair acts. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think but I, it's going to happen. But stepping but, back, because of that comment I just made, that's how Rick Flair acts. Okay. Everybody knew that, right? Yeah. Um, what shocked me the most about this episode was Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Dreamer has been suspended from Impact because of his responses on this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. When they were talking about it, Dreamer's comment was basically, well, if she was that upset about it, why'd she take the money? Why didn't she call the police? Because this was settled. Yeah. This was settled out of court. A lawsuit was filed by uh, the flight attendant and one other flight attendant that were on the flight. Yeah, They filed lawsuits for sexual harassment, sexual assault, all of this kind of stuff. And basically Vince opened up his wallet and said, how much is it going to take for you to go away? And it was like 700 and something thousand, I think was the the money value that I saw somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't think they put it on the show. And I, it wasn't on the show. I looked up any more than that Um, because I just, but Tommy Dreamer's response was classic victim blaming. Why'd you take the money? If you, if if this, if you were so worried about this, you should have called the cops. Yeah, that's, you you that's saw not how that stuff works. Ch- Chioda was laughing about everything, and that's just how it was. Dreamer was blaming the victims. Yep. And 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 you know, well, that's just that's just how it was in yeah. in, in the, back in the day. Ric Flair and, and to Ric Flair, and and to an extent, yeah, that's how it is. We are a lot more aware of things mm-hmm. now. We're a lot more this proactive, is but. My- you had two other people that they interviewed for this show, and one of them we haven't talked about yet. Well, but RVD, one, one other thing, real quick on on uh, Tommy Dreamer. This is the year twenty twenty one. Yeah, last year we had this huge watershed moment in wrestling with the speaking out movement, right? Yeah. How could you think that what you said was okay, even if you believe it? Even if you're a, that kind of person that believes this kind of stuff, how can you go on a television show... Complete detachment. ...that is going to be seen by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, and say this and think, ah, I'll be fine. Complete detachment. Yeah, it just... 
blows my mind. So you had RVD who clearly had a problem with everything that was going on, yeah. but due to whatever reason at the time he couldn't speak up. Mm-hmm. I get it. I, 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 we all like to think that, Oh, if I saw that happening, I would stand up and say something. Yeah, well, we all like to think that, but until we are in the situation, until our livelihood depends on it, I don't think we know. So they talked to Jr. Look no further than Jr.'s comment about. So Dustin was his contract wasn't re-signed. Yeah. He was he was just let your contract runs out in December. You're done. Mister Perfect was fired. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Scott was fired. Six months or so later, he it was died. About a year. About I a think. year. He died. Scott Hall was fired. Brock Lesnar wasn't moving. Brock Lesnar was still very new. Yeah. They didn't. So he wasn't like super main event Brock Lesnar yet. But um, they knew that Brock was going to be Brock. They knew Brock was going to be Brock. They didn't really do much to him. I think they suspended him. Now, one other allegation and, that we didn't address while we're on the topic of Brock. Oh, yeah. He, is Brock exposed himself to, to Terry, um, Runnels. Terry Runnels. And that's another thing, because she was told between that and then Dustin singing mm-hmm. basically to her, because they had just gotten divorced recently, um, don't sell it. Basically, sit there, shut up, take it. Uh, that's what you should do. Um, Which, And then Ric Flair, nothing happened at all to Rick. Nothing. And you could see... And J because they asked JR, so what about Rick? And JR's response was, That's a really good question. Best way I can say it, uh, Rick was a made man. That's all I can say. You could see that JR felt like whether he at the time he felt like he should have, mm-hmm. the JR of today knows that he should have done more. Yeah. Well, JR's but, comment at the beginning of the show was if I never have to talk about the plane ride from hell again, it'll be too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he talks about, JR talks about the fact that, you know, I was a head of talent, the VP of talent relations. Uh, while it wasn't my job to make sure adults acted like adults, it was my job. Yeah. He, he's like, he takes, he he, he says, he, I take responsibility. Good on JR. Yeah. Um, but you could tell that he was like, I should have done more or, you know, what, and I don't think he knows what more he could have done. Well, he was up front with Vince and Linda and Terry, which let me repeat the people that were on the front of this plane. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon were part of the people on this plane. And there's probably other people that we don't know about that were other executives in the company. All it would have taken when all this started getting a little too upsetting Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon could have poked his head back through the curtain and gone, Hey, you'll all sit down, shut up. And that would have been it. Or Vince saying, you know, after the first cart, after the yeah. second cart. That's it. No about, more. That's too no much. more. And, you know, the, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Tommy talking about, oh, we were going to get the alcohol. Yeah. Vince, Rick was going to open up his pocket. Opened up his wallet. And if it cost $3,000, he would have but gotten it, alcohol on him. It was Vince's plane. And if Vince said yeah. no more alcohol, whether, and, and I don't. Because it was a chartered plane. It was a chartered plane. And if Vince said no more alcohol, there would not have been any more alcohol. The problem is, I don't think Vince saw a problem. 
I don't think it is. I think people got fired because Vince, when he got back and realized, oh, this is a publicity nightmare, I have to do, I have something, to do something to protect my company. Yep. That is that when something happened. Because this is a man who allegedly, and we have to say allegedly, helped cover up a murder. Yeah. Yeah. For people who are not near the name recognition of a Ric Flair mm-hmm. or even a Scott Hall. So, you know, that's one of those things to me. Um, if you are willing to cover up a murder, you are most definitely not concerned about a couple of sexual harassment charges in yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah. he's he Vince knew he needed to make an example of a few people. So he picked the people that wouldn't affect the business. And he picked the people who gets them out of his hands before they yep. kill themselves. And that is a very harsh thing for me to say, considering what happened with Kurt Henning within a year. Yep. The allegations that came out of this are horrifying. I came across a video last night of, and we, we alluded to it earlier, Brutus the Barber Beefcake talking about the Rockers. Yeah. Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels and their treatment of women. Mm-hmm. And he is and laughing. He is laughing about it. The whole time it. he is telling this story of how Shawn and, and Marty would... Uh, put halcyons in women's drinks and they'd be, they'd be passed out completely and they would drag them into the hotel rooms and then they'd have their fun and then they would put them out in the hallways naked, naked. And he's just dying laughing while he's telling this story. And the, the interviewer is sitting there like he doesn't uh, know how to react. What? What are you doing? You know, yeah, he, he doesn't know how to react. This is going to get worse before it gets better. This is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to start to see more of this because now people are going to go back through all these old interviews that mm-hmm. people have done. The people who we idolized when we were younger and who are the stars of the Attitude Era. are probably not good people. Yeah, you should never you should never meet your heroes. I and still a, love wrestling. Yeah. I'll always love but wrestling. The but, people involved and I think that this generation is doing that. Well, JR too. even made the comment. He said, you know, something like this He said something like this isn't going to happen that much in the current generation of wrestlers. Um, he, they, they've looked at their... He's, he's lying because it did last year. Yeah, well, I mean, it just came out. But then again, we do have great people in wrestling now. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is... There's always going to be some of this because we as a species suck. Yeah. 
Humans suck. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, we do. You look at the things that we've done to each other over the 10,000 plus years that we've had civilization. There's always going to be some of this, and all we can do is strive to be better. Well, Stephen Larson. Well, Steve from Stephen Larson, I guess you'd say. He tweeted out uh, a thing that he had written about, you know, just in this last week of wrestling, it's been very hard to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. Not only have we seen sexual assaults laughed at, we've had a legend making it no big deal, talking about Tommy at that point. Yeah. Um, they do, one of the channels that, uh, one of the wrestling channels on YouTube, no, uh, parts fun known. They do a quiz show. And Stephen Larson were on there, the Church of the Joshis, which is, I just remember their first names, it's Alex and Kayla. Um, then they had, uh, some of the guys from WrestleTalk. And they, they do a quiz show, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Kayla's on there. She didn't have any makeup. And in the comments on the video, like a lot of the comments had to be deleted and done away with because they were just on and on about how she looked and about the fact that she has no knowledge of wrestling. She's a brand new wrestling fan. She has said that, that she is a new wrestling fan. Um, she's just getting into it, you know? So, yeah, yeah she doesn't what- have this... 30 plus years of knowledge. I've been watching wrestling regularly for 20 years. Yeah. Because I didn't really get into it until the early 2000s because I didn't have cable growing up. So So I never had the chance to watch it except for, you know, the couple weeks a year I visited some of my family members that had cable. So these people are, you know, giving her shit about that. And Steve is just talking about we have to do better as wrestling fans, as men, as people, we have to be better. Along the same lines, I saw a tweet. I don't remember if it was last night or this morning. I didn't share it with y'all because. But it was Jade Cargill. Mm -hmm. She says, I can't believe I even have to address this. I am a woman. I was born a woman. I had a kid for God's sake. Yeah. They're calling her a man. Because she has the body that she's built doing what she's done. She's an extremely attractive woman. Yeah. Yet, because men are threatened by the fact that she has more muscles than them, Mm -hmm. they're calling her a man. Yeah. To echo what Steve said and what you just quoted Steve is saying, We've got to do better. Yeah. We have got to do better because this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a very tough week to be a wrestling fan. Yes. Um, I love Dark Side of the Ring, but at the same time, I kind it's, of hate. It's hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. It, It's real hard to watch. And you know what? Absolute, even as hard as it is to watch, though, absolute 100% props to Vice, props to their research and all of this that yeah. they have done. You know, they deserve an Emmy, a Peabody, uh, you know, Hands, insert reward here. I, I, 
I mean this 100%. Dark Side of the Ring is the most compelling journalism on television today. Yeah. They've done, Vice has done some really good stuff recently, not even related to wrestling. They've got Dark Side of Football. If you're a football fan, uh, don't watch that because you won't be. <laughs> um, Dark Side the, of the 90s. Dark Side of the 90s, which uh, I was just under the impression that was the 90s. Uh, but, you know, hey, um, they've got a new one that's come out that's uh, I Was a Young Felon, where they're talking to different people, you know, different, they're adults now, but, like, when they were teenagers, they were getting wrapped up in all kinds of stuff. Like, they talked to one kid when he was 15. He got in trouble for possession. He got out. He went to college. He got back in trouble for possession again. He gets out. Then he started a cocaine delivery service in New York, um, making millions. You call a phone number, basically half-baked. Yeah. You call a phone number on a business card, and then a dude shows up with a business card with a little baggie of cocaine stapled to it, gives it to you, you give them the money, they you know take it back. Uh, Uber for <laughs> Uber eats for drugs. Yeah, wait, um, waiter, waiter for drugs. Yeah. You know, and he got you know he got arrested. He got thrown in jail again. And while he was in jail, he cleaned up his act. Now he owns a gym. He bought the building that he was dispatching the drugs out of. He opened up a gym there called Con Body. He hires exclusively ex-cons as personal trainers and things like that to work in his store, in his gym in his business yeah. uh and they do you know he does like 90 day lockups and you know he's got all these names for it, you know yeah just intense personal training you know and he says look i'm not making the money i was making when i was selling drugs but it's honest money and i'm not ever going back to jail yeah. so and, you know, and that's that is a, a key he has managed to rehabilitate himself mm-hmm we don't have that option for a lot of our people. They make a mistake and we want to see them suffer forever. Yeah. Because humans suck. Mm-hmm. And on that, on that depressing note, let's go to ads. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, look, I'm still a fan of wrestling. Yeah. I always uh, will be. We have good people in wrestling. We there have guys, we have guys like Biggie who yeah. I, I legitimately think is, the best, as much as, as much as I hate his character, Cody, Co- Cody, John Titus, Cena, Titus O'Neil, yeah. is one of the most amazing human beings on the planet. You have those Look, good guys. John Cena has fulfilled more wishes for Make a Wish kids than anybody in history. Yeah, you know, there are good guys that are doing this. You know, There's Roman Roman trash. is a father. Yeah. Roman's a father, and it seems to be a pretty good one. Uh, you know, the thing is, though, I feel like it's like that anywhere. There are really good people. Yeah. There are really bad people across all stratas of humanity. It's just that a lot of times we only really see the dark. We only see the evil of, of some of these people. And then you, you, you have the show. don't put forward the good guys as yeah. much. You know. And... I'm not excusing this. This is not no, an not excuse. But the culture of professional wrestling through the late 90s 
and into the early 2000s bred a... It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll is yeah. what it was. And it, it, it was acceptable to those people in that time frame. That does not excuse it. It has never been acceptable. And the people involved should suffer the consequences of what they did. Yep. And with that being said, we are going to go to ads because I don't know what else (laughs) I can add on top of that. So thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. They have all of the games that you could want. And if you just need to get away from reality as you know it because humans suck, they've got RPGs. Come play RPGs. Come play D&D on a Wednesday night. Build yourself a character. Dive into Exandria or wherever else you want to go in the RPG world. Also, you know, this is something we don't really mention very often. They've got a board game wall. Yeah. They have a wall over there with a ton of board games on it. So don't want to spend 40, 50, 60. Don't, don't want to. Don't have the money to. Whatever the case may be. Come up here anyway. Yeah. Pick a board game off the wall. Have a seat. They've got instructions in there. If they don't, there might be somebody up here that says, oh, yeah, that game, I know how to play it. I can, t- I can teach you. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to buy the stuff for D&D as far as, you know, spend 50 bucks on a book, yeah. they'll loan you a book to help, yeah. and, and they'll help you build they'll your first character, character if you don't know how thing. to do it. Yeah, because Adventure yeah. League on Wednesday nights, that's for new players. You yeah. don't need anything. Come up here. Come up here. They Look, have a box of dice here. You don't even have to buy dice. You don't and, even have to buy a pencil because they have they those d- there. And if they don't have the dice, any dice available, and you see me up here, ask me if I have my dice Michael with has me. Dice. I will let you borrow a set of dice. Michael has dice. I bought more this week. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. Um, but come up here, check it out, tell them we sent you, have some fun. And while you're here, as long as you're over 21... You can go to Big Dog Liquor and get your favorite bottle of whatever you want. Um, While not as socially acceptable, it's also a good way to forget that the world exists. Um, (laughs) Just don't drive after you. Just don't drive after it. Um, But they have, you know, they have tequilas, vodkas, whiskeys, rums. I know I see this every week. They have wine and all different kinds of wine sales every month. Um, they give discounts on cases if you purchase a case of wine. They give discounts on Wednesdays to mil- they give discounts on Wednesdays to seniors, and they give discounts for military every day. Yeah. Um, go check and them if out. If you're a senior military person, go on Wednesday. They'll stack your discount. <gasps> what? I know. That's so amazing. Go get you something down there. Come down here. Get you a board game. Have some fun at home. Get with your family. Put the board game out on the table. There you go. Safely get with your friends. Yeah. And have some fun. Now that you're done listening to us and you're all depressed and whatnot, check out, check out our friends over at Rogues Cast Radio where they can cheer you up talking about all the nerdy stuff that you could ever want to hear about. Yep. Or also our friend at uh, our friends at uh, Silence Your Cell Phones. Yep where they talk about movies, uh, both current and uh, historical movies. Uh, they do reviews. They talk about them. They go into pretty good detail on them as well. Uh, so, hey, both, there you go. Both great podcasts. I love listening to both of them. More stuff for Guys, your ear holes. Yeah. Give them a shot. Give them a listen. And we will see you next week.
Absolutely. in the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.